0: Welcome to another fabulous episode of Retro Vaniacs. As always, I'm your host Jeremy Parmentier here with Billy Holiday. Hello, and Jeremy Gregory. Hey guys. And uh, we spent the last few shows really heavily in the Nintendo side of things, so it was time to switch it up. Uh, we'll be going to play a Genesis game this week. But before we get to that, Jeremy, what have you been playing since last time?
1: Absolutely nothing.
0: Oh. <laughs> that sounds <I'm>... wonderful. <laughs>
1: I've actually been been really busy uh, with with work and things like that, so I really haven't had much time to just kind of sit around and you know play the the stuff I want to. Of course, I'm still playing The Witcher three, but we're not going to speak about that. Um, uh, still playing No Man's Sky a good bit as well. It's just uh, it's a good game to just come home to and and you know start playing because it's uh so incredibly so incredibly relaxing that I just uh kind of get lost in it and. Uh, lose about 2 or 3 hours of uh, to it just not even doing anything. Uh I can just wander around from from you know uh different landmarks and stuff like that. And uh just lose myself in it. That's one of my favorite things about it. Uh even if there is isn't really too much else to do in it besides that. Uh it's it's always uh just fun to fun to kind of sit down and play that for a while. Uh but besides that not not really too much. Uh I've been kind of waiting for the new X to come out. Um, so I think uh that just came out this week and and when I get some money I'm going to grab it and and play it cuz I really really loved uh the last one. Uh, that was one of my favorite games that year when it came out. So uh really looking forward to this new one.
0: Well, I've been on, unfortunately on a a buying spree, not a expensive buying spree, but a buying spree nonetheless. So I picked up uh The Enemy Within for $7. Uh, I don't know if it's good or not for the 360. I've played enough so far to see that I it's it's kind of good. It's even worth 7 bucks, but I'm not far enough in it to really talk about it. Uh, I also picked up uh, Sonic Colors because I have this thing where I get fixated on an idea, and my idea recently was, do I really hate Sonic? So I thought I would pick up another <laughs> Sonic game to test. I mean, everyone can play a good 2D Sonic, but I'm determined that there is a good 3D Sonic, and I've, got, I've heard a lot of good things about Colors, so I did pick it up. Uh, it's not bad. I, I am mean, enjoying it. I think it's tighter than the the last 3D Sonic I played, which was the Secret Rings, which was terrible. I, I played
1: a, a good deal of Sonic Colors, and it wasn't bad. Um, I, I didn't hate it. I didn't act, you know really love it either. I think the best Sonic I played, well, I guess in the last decade was uh, Sonic Generations. Like, I really loved playing through that game, um, but Sonic Colors... I, I mean, it's fine, it's fine but um, it, it, I, I just don't know if I'm in the place in my life where I can really say that I want to play another Sonic game
2: Yeah, and I'm at a spot where I've, I've I, I mean I see the games you know, come and go, I have not tried a Sonic game in a long time, when I say a long time, I mean probably Sonic Adventures 2 was my last foray with, uh, with Sonic but, uh, but I love Sonic Spinball so, uh, well, Sonic Spinball is great. Yeah.
0: Well, it, it, my, my son has been playing a lot of Smash Brothers, sort of playing. He holds a mm. controller and does some things, and he calls it playing. And I'll count it as that. He's four. He's, he's getting there, but he's not really playing uh, at what I would consider to be a, a very good game of, uh, of Smash Brothers. But he loves it, and he loves the Sonic character. So I thought, I don't have any Sonic games anymore except for the original Genesis stuff that he's not going to care for. So, uh, you know, I went out, and I, I bought that. And he's enjoying it, uh, and he likes watching me play it. He gets frustrated with it because it does have some... Some uh, wiggle controls he doesn't really get, uh, which shows that they aren't very good. If, if a four-year-old can't figure it <laughs> out, it's not a good control scheme. Um, but then the other game I bought in my buying spree was something I've been holding off on for a long time. Uh, for a discount, finally found it a discount uh, for a new copy. I have Persona 4 Dancing All Night for the Vita. Here, and oh here we, man, here we I put in some hours to dancing all night. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, if you like Persona and you thought, what if I could play a game where... Uh, nanako dances to the Junace theme this is the game for you and it's incredible it's absolutely everything i hoped it would be
1: that's literally everything i wanted persona 5 to be um on its own (laughs) so it's good good to see that there's another game out there for me
0: it's it's amazing i mean it's it's its own new story uh it's not a good story but it 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 fits with persona i guess Uh, i mean you don't need a great story for a dancing game anyway and you can't have a whole lot of story that you have no control over you basically watch movies and then dance uh but then when you get to free dance. You get to buy special outfits for everybody. I'm telling you, it's oh. the perfect game for me. I'm loving it. <laughs> now, okay.
1: story, this story, this takes place after Persona 5, correct?
0: Uh, no, it's after Persona 4. Oh, nothing, okay. I mean, so I don't know if where a, 5 a, fits a, in the timeline. I, why do I five, keep saying
1: Persona 5? God okay. damn it. It's, an, it's coming out this year in Japan. It's on my head.
0: Yeah, no, I'm going to get it the day it comes out, except that I will probably still have a PS4, so I'll just be staring at the box that I buy that I can't play. But I right, will buy so, the game.
1: Okay, so this comes after Persona 4, sorry. Yes, I mean, it does. It, it
0: comes okay. after Persona 4. Um, uh, you know basically uh, the story is you know in the game uh, Risa is like a, a teen idol that decides to quit and go back you know kind of go into hiding at school and take a break well she goes back to make her big break and she needs you all to come help her as her backup dancers and that leads to the story and it's incredible I, <laughs> I love it uh, I would do a, an entire hour about it but that's probably not what anyone wants to hear but me uh, so we'll just go
2: on and Billy what have you been playing <laughs> since last okay. time? <laughs> I have not been playing this this persona game of yours. I, I think I've said it before. I have never played a persona game uh at all but but you guys you get you did this you did this with World of Warcraft, and I came so close like I was on the page, I was looking it up, and I was considering it. You guys talk these things up and they they sound like just horrible ideas but great ideas at the same time <laughs> i mean I, I can't say everyone should
0: play Persona four dancing all night if you don't really like dancing games. Uh, you know, music, rhythm games. It's not a game for you. There's, it's, it's a lot more of that than Persona. Uh, mm-hmm. That said, if, if
2: you want to play Persona, Persona Four may be, in all honesty, one of the best games I've ever played. I might get around to that, but but right now I've been uh, I've been playing also No Man's Sky, and I think playing it in a similar fashion to Jeremy, and uh, really the fashion I, I recommend playing it. You know, I get home from work, uh, I'm tired. I don't really want to get into anything too involved, uh, too story driven. And, yeah, I'll get on there. And, and you know, my wife uh, does not follow a lot of video games, but she will sit down and watch this one at length. Uh, her only, uh, the only uh, compromise with her giving me some some quiet time to play is that she gets to name whatever creatures I happen to find, which is fine. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm sure the people that play this will enjoy some of these as they stumble upon them in the future. But, uh, but yeah, it's just a real relaxing game. Uh you can just sit down and, like Jeremy said, you can lose an hour. You can go on there and play for 10 minutes. You can, next thing you know, uh, two or three hours have passed. And I can't recommend it enough. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people have, have come down pretty hard on it. And I think part of the reason is because that's kind of the fashionable thing to do. But it's a good game. Uh, it's, I don't know what people wanted, but this is, uh, it, it's fine. And I also picked up uh, Dragon Age uh, Inquisition. That was on a uh, pretty significant sale. Uh, I think it's about fifteen dollars. I picked it up, and it, you know, it had the, the game and all of the the DLC for it. And and once again, recommended by Jeremy Gregory, who has recommended every game I've bought for like <laughs> two or th- for two or three years now. Uh, whether or not I get something rests on what he says. But he, he gave me his uh, his silver approval in the form of you can't go wrong. And you can't. Uh, it's 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 a game that I I enjoyed the second one, and uh, I really love that setting that, that you know that medieval fantasy type setting. And I I've been playing that for a while. Uh, within my first hour, I had about thirty uh, pretty meaningless side quests to do, a little fetch quest here and there. So I will be doing that extensively because I uh, am am compelled to do every little minor task on a game and not really make any major progress. But other than that i've I've just had time for those two and i I did play through uh, all the way through the game we are reviewing tonight, and I played through a related game to that one uh, that we'll be speaking on a little bit later
0: well we're going to get to that in one second, but I have to go back just to say I'm very impressed by your agreement with your your wife that you can play a game, and all your only you know payment is that she can name the things you find that's pretty great i have to paint a bathroom every time i want to play a game so i'm excited that that's mm-hmm. a good deal i should come up with something like that instead uh, but let's <laughs> let's instead move to this week's topic which is robocop verse terminator for the sega genesis
2: This was a game. Uh, this was my go-to rental. This is one of them. Uh, probably my only Sega Genesis go-to rental besides Mutant League Football. Uh, I was very excited for this one. Uh, growing up, you know, my two two of my major favorite film series of the '80s and early '90s was RoboCop and, and Terminator. And RoboCop, I watched when that VHS came out. And, you know, when I was a kid, and uh, a lot of people are wondering, you know, you were a kid and you're watching that. Uh, it was the 80s, and uh, it was perfectly fine then for small children to sit there and watch excessive amounts of gore. Uh, oh, yeah. But yeah, I, I love the first Robocop. I love the second. I tried to fool myself into loving the third, but I have to admit I did not. Uh, and Terminator, I believe this game came out uh, maybe immediately after Terminator 2 came out. And if you were around back when that came out, you weren't shit if you hadn't seen Terminator 2. Uh, just a tremendous film. And I also had read the uh, the comics leading up. This is based directly on the... Uh, it was a, a short run of comics, you know, where RoboCop is uh, unwittingly... Is the technology that creates him uh, ends up being used to create Skynet. And, you know, there's the usual time travel involved and fairly convoluted plot, uh, but there's a lot of shooting things, so that makes up for it. So I was geared up for this game, and this is one of the few games in the early 90s that I actually followed and knew the release and knew it was coming out. Uh, So I played this one a lot back then. Uh, Before this review, I hadn't played it in quite some time, though, so I was a little concerned because I had a lot of good memories. Oh, I have to say,
0: I, I had not played this at all. Uh, I mean, I, I, everyone likes RoboCop. Everyone likes Terminator. Until Jeremy says he doesn't like either and drops a huge bomb on this podcast. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, it's, I love all those It's movies.
2: revenge for that Goonies comic. It,
0: it really is. I got a lot of angry letters about that. But uh, no, this this one, uh, you know, I, I was very happy to play this. I was. Uh, it, it's one of those things I didn't think I would be interested. That I watched a short video of it and I was like, okay, we're in. We'll do this. This looks great. Yeah, those comics are basically the story of the game. Um, in RoboCop is, is used somehow uh, to be the basis for Skynet uh, now this is what I don't understand and again you said the plot is convoluted and, it, and all time travel plots kind of are but so the Terminators go back in time to lead RoboCop to fight ED-209 so that uh, Somehow, mm-hmm. when he beats Ed two o nine he 'll upload himself into a computer that will then help create Skynet, but then, if they 're from the future where Skynet exists, why do they even need to go back to do this
2: well that you know what <laughs> i don 't I hate time travel it 's the <laughs> world you know, it's it's a, it's a half man half robot taking on a bunch of cyborgs that 's true that 's the ultimate and, story is all you need and they 're all shooting guns but yeah uh, that's that 's pretty much the that 's pretty much the plot i guess it 's supposed to follow. Roughly the end of the first RoboCop, you know, he blows up ED-209. Uh, and after that, he goes, he uploads himself to, uh, to the computer system. And yes, that technology uh, is ripped and used uh, to create Skynet. So yeah, uh, the fact that they are coming back to make sure this event happens, that was going to happen on its own without any interference, is a little bit confusing. Uh, but I, you know what, uh, I'm going to let it slide. I'm going to let a lot of things slide in the logic apart- logic department tonight.
1: I, I don't think we needed very much logic. I think this was one of those, you know, big fantasy pairings that we all wanted back when we were kids. And, you know, kind of like um, Aliens versus Predator, uh, Freddy versus Jason, which unfortunately we, we did get both of those movies <laughs> eventually. But we never got a RoboCop versus Terminator. So this was kind of the only thing that we ever, uh, you know, got for that fantasy and, pairing.
2: And they teased this movie. Uh, For a long time. In fact, the last time, in 2015, there was talk, you know, when the RoboCop uh, reboot came around. Talk of this happening again. Uh, So it's something that's been out there, floating around for about 20 years now. But so far, you know, we got the comic, and we got this. Well,
0: in the last few Terminator outings, not so great. So hopefully this never actually comes up. And also, I'm very glad this is not a movie podcast, because I could completely argue... For Freddy vs. Jason, but we're not going to do that We're not going to do that right now
2: You know what? For one rare instance, you'd have somebody that has your back for that one Alright,
0: let's mark this day down in the calendar oh. Not only am I actually on time to record a podcast but this is an agreement that will never ever happen again Very excited, very excited Well this game, if, if you c- ignore the story you just plug it in, turn it on which is more or less what I did You'll be hopefully pleasantly surprised to see exactly what it is it is a 2d side scrolling shooter
2: where you're robocop and you shoot a whole bunch of people and sometimes they're robots and it's awesome yeah sometimes they're robots and they explode sometimes they're humans and they explode into one of the most satisfying just pools of, of blood that you will see in a video game i couldn't get enough of it uh um, so- violent game this is a, really this, is a game. this is a very violent game i would put this you know the genesis at the time was you know with success of mortal kombat was kind of pushing that but this is i i would say probably the earth when this came out probably one of the goriest games you could get your hands on
0: well this and and splatterhouse and yeah. uh you know there's there a handful of games that really pushed the the blood but i, I don't remember this being one of those games that we had, like, you know, I was, I was working in a video game store. There was no warning on this box, like, don't buy this. Like, a lot of other games had that, you know, oh, you have to be an adult to buy this or it's rated M. I don't remember this even being rated M. Maybe it was, uh, but it's extremely bloody and uh, it's very satisfying. You're 100% right. It fits perfectly in the Robocop or, or a Terminator, uh, you know, feel. I love it.
1: I mean the the whole look of the game is something we rarely ever got back then in in the sixteen bit days. You know, this is yeah. a very dark, gritty looking game, super violent. Uh, everything's you know based on real you know real life uh, kind of designs, things like that. Uh, we just we didn't get that too much. You know, it was very much just kind of very colorful mascot platformers back in the day. So uh, I imagine I didn't actually play this as a kid uh, on the Genesis. So. Uh I I would have probably been blown away if I would have rented this and, and saw what was going down on my T V screen.
2: Yeah, this is a, this was something else. Yeah, and like Jeremy said, this was at that time uh, just a, a real dark uh game and you know, set to a, a near techno soundtrack of sorts. Uh I can't say enough good things about that soundtrack, especially that opening theme. Just tremendous. And this is on the Genesis, mind you. Well, this is
0: one of the, the very rare Genesis games where the, the way the Genesis sounds, love it or hate it, and I personally don't care for the way the Genesis sounds compared to a Super Nintendo, but if you're going to have a soundtrack that's got that kind of metallic, mm-hmm. uh, tinny and part sound, like this is a perfect game for that, and I think it does it very well. Yeah. I think the soundtrack to this is actually really good, um, even though it was Genesis, I didn't turn it down, I didn't think, oh right, I just got to deal with the fact that this is Genesis sounds. I think it sounded really good, and it, and it fits. So the game is broken out into levels it's not one long you know endless side scroller because you can go up and down too i mean the, the levels have you do a little bit of backtracking and and going up and down but generally each level is is short enough you you go through the level and at the end of the level there's a boss Not nothing new nothing shocking there uh what i do like at each level is they have their own prime directive each level has a like kind of optional quests but but it's nothing you go out of your way to do it's things like uh, destroy all the cameras in this level, or try to save all the hostages in this level. You know, things you'd want to do anyway. My favorite one being when you get to the the OCP offices, you're supposed to just destroy as much of the office as possible. So you get extra points for running through rooms and just destroying computers with your gun. Amazing, yeah. super fun, it, super satisfying.
2: Oh, it and it should be noted these aren't like you said these aren't things that are uh, gonna gonna keep you from progressing. Uh, the first time I played this one for the review, I, I completely forgot. You yeah, know, and I and I thought you know. I moved at a snail's pace, keeping my eye out for all this stuff and all these different things. But you could, you could burn it. You could burn through if you want. But yeah, all these things, I mean, it's a, with it being a side-scrolling game, uh, there's not much backtracking. A lot of these things just naturally playing through, you're going to encounter. There's not a lot of hidden things here. Uh, and it's just, it's such a satisfying game. Uh, we haven't had a, a nice, you know, side-scrolling shooter in a while, and this one is just a, a pleasure to play in the control department. Uh, you know, shooting is well enough. There's a, a wide variety of guns. I'm sure we'll get into. Uh, but there's a jump button in it, and I had always. I remember as a kid, I even debated this: uh, should there be a jump? Because RoboCop, you know, the exception of part three of the films, when he gets that god awful jetpack, I don't think leaves his feet. And I've, I've debated that at length probably longer than any child should, and it's carried over into me over the last couple of weeks debating it more than any adult should.
0: For a video game, the jump is acceptable. I think it, it fits in. And it's not, it's not a ridiculous jump. He's not jumping... I mean, it, in real life, yes, it's a ridiculous jump, like all video games. But in the world of video games, it's not a ridiculous jump height-wise.
2: Mm.
0: I think he needed it for this kind of game anyway. I mean,
1: I, I get what you're saying. I don't think... RoboCop should should ever jump I think that would just be ridiculous uh, but for what this game is I mean you, in video games in general back then you gotta have a jump
0: yeah as Billy said there's a good number of weapons that you find uh, you don't find them via uh, weird pickups you actually pick up physical guns you see laying around on the ground mm-hmm. I think there's seven or eight of them although I couldn't tell you exactly how many um, because I think some of them are very similar to the point where I wasn't sure that I wasn't picking up the same gun that looked different several times. So the, you start it with, uh, with a pistol, and then you can find, uh, I think it's supposed to be a shotgun, but it kind of shoots missiles. Uh, there's a, a homing gun that's actually the best gun ever. There's yeah. a rocket, or like a grenade launcher, that, that does a whole lot of damage. Uh, although with the grenade launcher, I don't know if you guys noticed, this, if you fire a bunch of grenades, and they go, they go very slowly across the screen... But if you go the other, if you then turn around and run the other direction, the grenades actually turn and go the other direction with you. So you can actually fill the screen with grenades and then run back and forth and they'll just be all over the screen.
1: Kind of. A oh, weird. yeah. And that, yeah, that's like a huge, <laughs> that was like my, my go-to weapon uh, in this yeah. game because you get two slots uh, to mm-hmm. have two different weapons. And I would, as soon as I got the grenade launcher, I would save it for the boss. Yeah. I would just put it over there and then switch back to uh, my regular weapon or whatever I had in, in the other slot. Uh, and just go through the the rest of the stage, because once you get to a boss with that thing, you can just start firing out a dozen grenades, and it's, it's, you know they they kind of hover around you. It's like they're electromagnetic or something, and you can you know whatever way you go, if you jump or duck or press down or whatever, that's the way the grenades will go as well.
2: It's 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 almost a, a game breaking type thing. I mean it takes it, bo- it takes boss fights down to nothing pretty much, and I, I don't know if that's the uh, the the intent when this weapon came around, uh, you know the homing gun itself. Uh, you know it takes care; it makes going through the stages easy, simple. You can really, with the right guns, uh, take the difficulty of this game down to zero, pretty much using that. You know the technique you guys are talking about.
1: A, a game like this, you got to have some some crazy guns, and I think this game does a, a really good job of just having okay. a lot, a really good variety of of fun guns to use. I mean. I didn't have I don't think I actually had a gun besides the default gun. Uh that I just, you know, thought I was at a disadvantage. Like every gun seemed to be extremely overpowered, uh, for, for everything in this game. So as soon as I picked up a gun, you know, it was it was great. But uh if you're stuck with that uh that default gun when you get to a boss, uh <laughs> I'm sure we'll get to bosses in a bit, but you may as well just restart the game at that point because you will be sitting there for quite a while with that default gun just, you know, shooting them forever.
0: Well, just that whole having two guns is a really good mechanic. I like that a lot where you you can have – it's basically two slots of power up. So if you, if you have the grenade, like Billy said, you just switch off, put it off the side, and then whatever other gun you get takes your main slot, and then – if you want to switch out that, you know, oh, I got the rocket, the homing rocket launcher, I don't want to lose that. So then switch to your grenade when you find a pickup you want, or just don't pick up the guns. Uh, but then if you die, whatever your active weapon is when you die, you lose it, it goes back to the pistol in that slot. But your reserve right. gun will still be there, which is why it's important to put that uh, rocket launcher in the second slot until you get to a boss. But, uh, but I, I like that mechanic. That's actually something that, that a lot of the, uh, I don't think any other... Uh, like Contra did it in Contra 4, and I thought that was awesome, and I think a lot of other games do it now. It's pretty standard, but uh, it, at that time, it was not, so I think that was a pretty cool a cool mechanic to add. It made it definitely more interesting. That way, you don't have to kind of avoid all your guns. If there's one you know you want, you can try every gun and not feel like you're losing out horribly. Uh, but uh, but again, like Billy said, too, n- not any of the guns are terrible, I think, I think the, the the flamethrower gun is ridiculous. Uh, I don't know if you guys got that too many times, but it goes out almost all the way across the screen and then splits into like a trident. It does a whole th- ton of damage, and if you're at the very back of the screen, you'll wipe everything out in front of you. It's pretty great. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, think, I mean
1: that's kind of what the what all those weapons are. It's just like I said, they they all seem so completely overpowered that it almost feels like you're cheating because you're taking out the entire screen with you. Um, but I, I guess to to kind of counter that, you're basically just getting pelted constantly with everything
2: oh you are Uh, you are losing out on the numbers game yeah in this i mean you are in the comics you know robocop eventually uh creates an army of you know of other robocops in this game you are just you're you know one guy and i mean and the the guns on here they're what you want they're what you want from a game like this you know you are playing as robocop you want to be able to get out there and just shoot the shit out of everything And just do a lot of damage. And it gives you the tools to do that. And I really appreciate that. Because, I mean, before this, uh, we had slim RoboCop offerings. And none of the (laughs) other RoboCop games, I think, really gave you that kind of experience that you wanted.
1: You know, I think this does what very few of those kind of games back then that were based on these kind of, you know, super powerful, you know, heroes that we had back in the 80s. It's like you actually felt like you were playing a powerful, you know, a powerful hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were so many games back then that I remember. You just, you know, you were playing like Wolverine or, or you know, something like that. But you just felt like you were weak all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and this one finally gets it right to where you feel like you're an actual super powerful being. But, you know, you can still
0: die. Oh, You, you can die pretty quickly. Um, yes. You have a life bar. And there are plenty of things that heal you. I mean, getting to the end will heal you uh, of the level once you finish it. it brings you back to full health. Uh, you know, finding a hostage normally heals you. There are these little jars of health that will heal you and that, that drop pretty frequently. That said, you take a lot of damage real fast. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you you thankfully have the uh, like a slight period of invincibility every time you get hit before you can get hurt again. But it's not that long. And especially uh, some of the levels where you're in in kind of I don't want to say a tunnel, but but the level is small enough and there's stuff firing you from all directions, if you don't have a stronger, powered-up gun uh, than your basic gun for the start of it, you're not going to make it through there without dying. Um, Thankfully, the game, when you do die, it starts you again with your next life right where you left off. It doesn't go back to a checkpoint. It doesn't reload all the enemies. So anything you've killed in that room is dead. Everything else is there. And you have a fairly long invincibility period when you come back to life. Um, You also start with, with five lives. And you get extra lives at ten thousand points, which is not too hard to earn, uh, for every ten thousand. And then you also find like spinny RoboCop heads that give you extra lives. So there's there's a good amount of extra lives. But especially if you, when you finally do die and lose, you know, both of your good guns, you're going to need those extra lives to get to a point where you find more good guns. Uh, because especially if you're at a boss and you die and you lose them, then there's no way to go back. You just got to fight it with that basic gun. And mm-hmm. uh, and uh, like uh, I think like Jeremy said earlier that. That is tough. If, you, if you're stuck with a basic, a basic weapon,
2: those bosses, those bosses can soak up some damage big time. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not even the challenge so much. I mean, you can get into a, a comfortable routine where you're not taking any damage. But I, I had to square off with a couple of these bosses. I mean, early-level bosses uh, with just that pistol. I it's mean, it is a chore. I, it's, it's, a, it's a battle of attrition. It seems like the bosses, you know,
1: they, they had to make them so that they scaled with those super powerful weapons. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if you could go in and, you know, do a decent amount of damage with, with just that pistol, you could kill a boss in like one second with any of those other weapons. Uh, but yeah, if, if you're in any of those bosses, even the very first boss, like if, if you're just sitting there, you know, having to shoot him with that regular gun, uh, it, it really is just a battle of attrition. You will die over and over again. Uh, and, and you just kind of have to keep hitting them and, until they until they go down, kind of like a certain other game we played called Kendo Rage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a little better than Kendo Rage, I think. But uh, it is.
1: I will I will say that this is better liked, than that.
0: I liked how the bosses would, in general, like the the whole way the game progresses. I mean, the first level is even called like Training Area. I think mean, it's not. Yeah. It starts out. It's it's just you fighting gang members. I don't think there's any Terminators at all. Even the last boss is just like a strong gang member with a big gun. And and that was one that you could easily defeat with the basic gun it did take a good number of shots but you know it kind of showed you how to how to dodge with the controls how to move around very well you know it just it taught you how to play the game still bringing you a little bit of challenge at the end of the second levels where you f- meet your first real terminator uh who looks like a person to you kill him the first time then he falls like a robot down to the ground then he stands up and you fight him again and it happens one more time and you fight him again until he gets knocked down uh and that's the one that i had fought the first time with just the basic gun and mm-hmm. man that took forever yeah. And that took so long, and then when I first got him down, I was like, "All right, he's finally down. He's a terminator. How about that?" And then he stood up, and I was like, "God, how many times?" After the, after he stood up the second time, I was like, "Maybe I needed a different gun. Perhaps this is going to go on forever. I'm never going to beat him." But uh, I was
1: about to to ask you guys because on, I think it's that third boss, the one after the Terminator, was the one that I got stuck on with just that that regular blaster. You know, he's kind of the big mech with the uh, the flashlights on the front of him.
2: That is that. That's Kane. From, yeah, that's, that's uh, from, from RoboCop, RoboCop 2, Two. Unfortunately, oh, is it? Oh, I, I I completely <laughs> forgot he was in this game, and, and they, it elicited an audible cheer from me. How the, the sad is one, that? The <laughs> only
0: one who cheered for that. I got it. I was like, oh, I forgot all about how bad RoboCop Two was. <laughs> <laughs> now,
1: we're well, this guy on, took oh. about five minutes to beat for me. Uh, mm-hmm. I I just could not kill. I was going to message you guys, be like, am I supposed to be doing something else with this guy because he just will not go down. But no, I, I just—it was just that regular gun, and it took so long to actually kill him uh, with it that that's just that's just how the game is.
0: He 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 did take a while with the regular gun. I thankfully got to him the second time I got to him with uh with the rocket launcher, the homing rocket launcher, and that, that was much much easier, yeah. much much easier. And uh, the fourth boss that, that you know, so after you, you finish off Kane, you then get sent to OCP headquarters where you're going to fight off against the uh, the Ed two hundred nine at the end. That was the first level I think that, that the game really ramps up the difficulty. Up until then, I hadn't lost any lives, except for you know, when I first was learning how to play. But on, on the playthrough I got to, the first, the first time I got to the ED-209, uh, I, you know, I had like seven lives walking in that door. I felt really good about myself, and then I just got shredded. There's stuff everywhere firing at you. And if you're not, if you're not good at, at having the right weapons at the right time and dodging uh, bullets by running backwards, if,
2: at least in my case, you're going to get shredded fast. Yeah, this is the point in the game. That level exactly where the pistol is is not going to get you too far. Uh, you know, the gun pickups, thankfully, they're pretty frequent. And yet you're going to have to have something. Uh, the pistol right now, your main weapon, is rendered, as far as I'm concerned, it's rendered useless for the rest of the game.
1: There's literally, you know, there's robots in the ceiling. There, there's robots on the floor. There's guys coming at you with, you know, rocket launchers or, or laser guns, whatever the hell they are. And you just don't have time to dodge all of them, so you're gonna take hits just constantly. It seems like.
2: Yeah, and they um, they try to help you out a little bit. I know there's a, uh, if you call it a plasma gun or something, it I know that it can uh, uh, absorb some shots from enemies, uh, take a few of those bullets off the screen. But yeah, it, it it turns into a frenzy. Well, and this is the first level that I. I mean, you like. Uh, you know, the the pistol becomes useless
0: because those those things that come out of the floor, which are just like cannons that come out of the floor and fire. At you you can't hit with mm-hmm. your regular gun unless you uh, I couldn't run and shoot diagonally down. I'm, I'm sure that it's possible, but I couldn't get to do it consistently. Uh, I have to jump and then shoot diagonally down at this thing, which means I'm getting hit by bullets from everything else while I'm doing it or have a power up gun. And, and, you know, hopefully you have one at this point. But if you don't, you're going to go through some lives trying to get to that point. Uh, there's just a lot of stuff in this, in the, the OCP headquarters that the regular gun isn't going to do it.
1: And this was my first big complaint with the game, um, is, is like, if you touch an enemy and you, you talking about those little robots on the floor totally reminded me of this because you can't hit them until, unless you're like jumping and shooting down at them. Mm -hmm. But if you land on them and any enemy, if you just touch them, your health just goes down. Like it's, you know, just instantly. Uh, it, it will go down in a flash, like if you touch them, if you're you're touching the enemy at all. And sometimes it's really hard not to do that, especially in that level where it's just there. Everything's everywhere. It's like if you touch one of those guys with the laser guns that are crouching, suddenly you've lost half your, your health in point five seconds. So that was probably my biggest. I wish you could just touch them and it would knock you back. Like, this is the only time I've ever just wanted a knockback in a game. I, But it just keeps you standing on them, and you just lose your health so quick that you're dead before you even know what's
0: going on. Speaking of knockback, that was actually a... I don't know if I'd say it's a complaint, but it's something to get used to, is that there is almost no knockback. There's there's really no response when you get hit, except that your life That's goes it. down. That's it, yes. There's and no response at all. So if you're getting hit with bullets, and, and you might not have seen that you're flashing a little bit, that you're invincible, you don't even realize you're getting hit by things, or, or that it's actually doing damage. Like, uh, some of the stuff... For example, again, that OCP Edgar is where I really noticed this. The security guards that run at you will fire um, like a, I guess it's supposed to be a missile, but I don't know where they're shooting missiles out of a pistol, but they're shooting like a missile uh, up towards your head and then one towards the ground. So if you duck down, you'll, the first one won't hit you, but it goes directly through your head in the game. Like there's no way that it's not hitting you, but it does no damage. But the one underneath, no matter where you're standing, it will hit you and do damage. So you have to really pay attention to what's, what's going on all around you and look at that life bar to really see that it's hurting you. So there was a good number of times I didn't realize I was, you know, two thirds through my life until I looked up and saw, Oh no, what have I done? I, I guess I didn't dodge these as well as I liked. There was definitely a few collision issues, uh but but the big thing is yeah, I just it didn't feel like when you got hit, and this is the only complaint I had control wise that it actually felt like you were getting hit. You just had to know, oh I'm losing life.
2: Yeah, that is a trouble. And I don't know if the you know the lack of the knockback is is, you know, because it's it's Robocop, you know, and he should be able to to take a hit. And not get thrown back every time. I don't know if that would make the character you know, look weaker if that happened. But you really, and I left this one, you really appreciate that knockback other games give you. Or at least some something to show you, yeah, that you need to, to do something because you're taking damage. And the same thing would happen to me. Uh, you're focusing so much on what's down there. And that life bar is, whether you know it or not, that life bar is whittling down rapidly.
0: Well, it is. And, and again, like I said, it's, it's good when you, not good when you die, but when you die, it's good. It doesn't take you back. It doesn't do a, oh, you start at the beginning of a checkpoint or a stage. You, you start right where you were. So you should have enough lives to get through most levels. If you do happen to lose all your lives, uh, thankfully, there are three continues that start you with five lives again when you continue at the start of that stage. So you do lose a little bit of progress, but it's a pretty good continue. You're not continuing, you know, right where you were with three lives and it doesn't take you back to... Um, You know, a much earlier save spot. It's not a bad continue, but the limited continues is kind of a weird thing to see again in 2016. But I guess that's how most of these games are uh, with mechanics like that. So you'll go through the OCP office, and you'll fight the Ed 209, which was an interesting fight because you, you get to uh, to actually use his weapon against him, which was kind of neat. I was a
1: huge fan of just the Ed 209 as a kid, so it was you know super awesome just to see him there.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: so after you defeat the Ed 209 in the story, you'll up yourse- upload yourself into a computer, uh, and then the, the rest of the game takes place... Far into the future after Skynet has come and wiped out the human race or, or attempted to. Uh, and you, you bring yourself back online and then you fight pretty much just Terminators. And, and this is the part of the game I honestly didn't get to play a whole lot of uh, just due to time. Uh, I got to, to right at the beginning of this. It, it's still a very dark looking game, but it's basically the second half of the game. So I don't have as much to say on this technically. I watched it, but I didn't play it. So uh, how did you guys think the game goes on from there?
1: Personally, I thought it took on like a slower pace. Than than the uh, the previous levels, like the the terminators themselves, they don't go down super quick like the other guys did. You know, they'll they'll take a fall after you you, you do a volley of, of shots at them, and then they'll get back up, and then you got to hit them again. Uh, and it just it doesn't really seem like there's as much stuff flying at you as, as what there was before uh, when you were back in present day. Uh, the future, you know, the the levels seem a bit more. Uh, almost maze-like than what they were. They don't seem quite as straightforward. I mean, they they are, but you know, there's there's definitely a, f- a few more paths that you can take. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of ladders, a lot of climbing around. Uh, it definitely just seems to, to really feel different from the first part of the game. It's not bad at all, but it's definitely a, a tonal shift that uh, I really didn't expect.
2: Yeah, and I, I just uh, everything he said. Um, yeah, and they they do a really good job of just making this feel. Like you know, two different games. The first one just being a RoboCop game, uh, and then the second one is when you know the the whole RoboCop versus Terminator thing kicks in. And yeah, there's a there's a, a different tone. Uh, like Jeremy said, it moves at a different speed because you know you're not dealing with the the human enemies that you know take one hit and they're down. Uh, and yeah, the levels, yeah, there's there's kind of the illusion of choice there. Uh, there's different paths, uh, a lot more. Going up, like Jeremy said once again, a lot more climbing up and down, uh, a lot more, a little bit of, a little bit of platforming with some jumps here and there. Um, still, I mean, I, I don't favor one half over the other. I think both of them complement each other very well, and I think if you're going to have a, a moment where you uh, jump, you know, in story wise on there, you, you know, you're jumping into the future. I, I think they do a good job of making it, you know, have a different feel.
1: Like, I don't know if they did that on purpose or not, but if they did, I mean, it's it's really cool that they did. Because like you said, that those first few levels, you know, it really feels like a, a fast action kind of RoboCop game. You're just laying into everything. Uh, but then that second half just really kind of slows down a bit. And, and it feels more like a, you know, a darker, more foreboding game than, than what that those first three or four stages were.
2: And and I don't think, uh, as far as, you know, our complaint, our big complaint, you know, when it all goes down to Ed 209 level uh it never gets that way again i don't think no it doesn't um, um, and as far and you know with that being i think all three of us that was our big complaint uh was like some hit detection issues and whatnot especially in that stage so you know about halfway through the game one of the you know one of the major downsides of it is is kind of corrected and that's
1: weird <laughs> that's really that weird is, yeah.
2: Yes, you would expect that it only gets worse from there.
1: I know, and and I was pleasantly surprised, you know, it kind of turns in the the latter half of the game I think is actually a better game than the first half.
2: The latter half I think there's there's a little more, yeah, the pace slows down, uh it's a lot less and for this to be based on a comic uh, a lot less of the kind of comic bookish just, you know, running through, blasting everything in sight. Uh, it, it's like, it's not more of a thinking man's game by any means. Like right. you're, you're still just walking forward and shooting everything. But yeah, it, things slow down a little bit. Um, and you know the bosses. Mm, if it's time to talk about the bosses, my only complaint being the bosses. You know, you had your your cameo from from Kane, which you know it listed the big cheer, uh, Ed two hundred nine, which is a must. I don't think the bosses get very creative after that point. I mean, yeah, what I, what I saw didn't
0: look like, um, you know, I mean, you can't do too many things. You're going to be fighting Terminators, so it's going to be Terminators. And, yeah. Uh, but, but I didn't see anything else that looked like, man, that looks groundbreaking or a really interesting boss. They just kind of look like, you know, some tougher bites, but but nothing too crazy.
1: And that last boss, which is disappointingly just a giant Terminator head...
2: It happened so many times around then. I I remember taking on several final bosses that were just giant. A big
1: head, yes, just a giant head. I guess they thought that that was you know the the cool thing to do. I don't know, but it was it was really disappointing. You know, I was expecting something um, something different, and you get to that last boss, and it's just a giant Terminator head, and that thing takes so many hits to kill. Like I don't know if I just had I didn't have my grenade gun, but um, you didn't have the pistol. I didn't have the pistol, but okay. I had another. It was uh, the one that just kind of shoots, it's like needles that shoot out. Yeah, like, uh, in yeah. Front of me. Man, that dude took forever to kill. I was just sitting there, just like, oh my god, he's not hard to fight. You know, his patterns aren't aren't bad at all, mm-hmm. but he just takes so many hits to kill that. Uh, yeah, if I was you just, lose, if done. you
2: lose, if you lose to this boss, it's going to be because of fatigue. Yes. you know, you're you're going to start slipping up. Uh, yeah, I, I played through this one. I didn't have, unfortunately, I didn't have the grenade uh, gun. I believe I had that that you know that plasma type shooter, uh, which still took forever. And I, and I nice. guess, and afterwards, you know, I went and I said, "Oh, I'm gonna pull up a video. I'm gonna see uh, what the person, you know, a person doing a speed run, what gun have they used?" And, and even on the ones where people are blowing through this game in like a half hour, that boss fight is probably a good few minutes of it. Yes, I,
1: I did the same thing. I, I went and I was like, you know, I, I must be doing something wrong. Maybe he's just got a weak point that I'm just not seeing because I paused the game because I was like, there's no way this guy could be taking this long. And I went to go watch a speedrun. And no, that was that was by far the longest boss that this guy ever faced. It took like four or five times longer than any other boss in the game uh, just, just for him to beat it.
0: Well, that's, I mean, even the bosses I did get through, including Ed 209, I think they all felt like that. They felt like. If you, if you lost to them, it was your carelessness. Like, they don't have very impossible attacks to dodge. They were all very easy to dodge, but it was just a lot of, you know, you just got to last and not slip up the whole time.
1: Basically, yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of, you know, most of the bosses, they, they definitely do have that, that feel of just, like, they're, they don't have very many patterns. You know, they have maybe two or three at most, it seems like. Uh, some don't even have that much. But to compensate for that, they just made them take, you know, hits constantly. They're just bullet sponges. And I think that's actually my least favorite thing of this game is, is the bosses. Because every time I got to one, I just had to, you know, get into that mode of, well, all right, I'm going to be here for a while. So I'm just going to have to, you know, have some patience with it. And I, I just, I, I can I can definitely say that was my least least favorite part of
2: the whole game. So you saying- it, it, it's oh. It's tough because it's like, it's... Early on, it's a fast-paced game. Yeah, I mean, it, it slows down that second half, but it doesn't come to a crawl. But when you get to those bosses, they, it just the strategy for them just seems so out of place. So, by saying they, that you yeah. like
0: the levels and you you didn't care for the bosses, this is an inverse Kendo Rage.
2: <laughs> Still, I think the quality overall. This is, is an up. inverse Kendo Rage because I enjoyed playing this. One. <laughs> So I think we all we all agree
0: that this this version of this game, the Sega Genesis version, because it came out for other consoles, uh, mm-hmm. is is excellent and should be tried by anyone who wants a, a good straight, you know, run uh, and gun yeah. shooter. And thankfully, it takes the both these licenses and doesn't screw them up horribly like many other games have, uh, which is good. Now, I didn't get a chance to actually play this one, but I know that uh, I think both of you played the Super Nintendo version of this same game. All right. So my
1: my. Um what I dealt with as a kid with this game was the Super Nintendo version. I actually rented it. And I always thought, you know, that the two games were basically similar. Because if you look on the back of the box, you know, they kind of look the same. They, they've sort of got the same levels. They, they share uh, art assets. Um, it's, you know, it kind of looked like they were both the same. Turns out that's that's not true at all. That That Super Nintendo version that I played is just a wreck of a game. I mean, it is nothing like the uh, the Genesis version, and I, that really kind of sucks. I mean, this is such a, a great game on the Genesis. You would expect the Super Nintendo, like usual, to be you know head and shoulders above the Genesis version, but that that's not the case this time.
2: Yeah, that's uh, the first time I rented this. You know, usually when a game came out for both systems, it was a pretty safe bet to pick up the Super Nintendo version. Um, and I, I recall disappointment. I, I didn't like the Super Nintendo version of it, uh, and thankfully, you know, I that didn't put me off. I tried the Genesis version, uh, and and you know, fell in love with it. But the Super Nintendo version just is, is such a different uh, game in, in every fashion. Uh, the, the music I thought was lacking, the graphics, uh, where we praised the Genesis, you know, that kind of dark. Uh, gritty kind of realistic look to it. The Super Nintendo goes in just a bizarre, cartoonish fashion. Yeah. A lot more cartoony. <laughs> Almost like a like if you were
0: just gonna gonna take this game and, and add and it had like black outlines and everything. Everything's got brighter yeah. colors. It's it's just not it didn't fit the, the style. No, well, I tried to go for the the whole comic book.
2: Yeah. You know, but, the, but you know the, the comic was dark and gritty too. <clears throat> so I, I mean yeah they are trying to, to imitate a, a comic book feel but not the RoboCop versus Terminator comic book.
1: Well, and they even do, they, they go way overboard with the story of this one too. I mean, they, they totally do the comic book panel stories, uh, you know, cinematics and stuff before each stage and after each stage, they, they, are really into the story with this one to, whereas the Genesis version is very much just, you know, press start and start shooting stuff. Uh, this one really has a lot of, um, it's, it's kind of weird, you know, after the, uh, The first uh, cinematic in the game, you know, it's kind of showing that this woman is coming back to stop RoboCop from getting to this point where it becomes Skynet or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, And as you're playing the first stage, I thought it was kind of neat that you can see the, you know, the woman that came back in time in in the background. You know, she's actually kind of running along with you, trying to stop you. And she'll kind of shoot at the ground and shoot the ground out or um, do little things to try and stop you. I thought that was actually pretty cool, but then the fact that it just played like shit just kind of kept me from even wanting to play more of it. Yeah. Um, it just does not play well. It, it plays much slower, much clunkier mm-hmm. than the Genesis version. It's not fun to shoot people. Uh, there, it does a lot of that stuff where enemies will be hiding around corners, like literally hiding behind a corner and just like come around and shoot, ta- shoot at you, and there's no way you can avoid it.
2: Yeah. It's no just thing. not fun. No big puddles of blood when you shoot people either.
1: No, the violence is completely gone.
2: Um, yeah, this was this was just a bizarre, uh, bizarre choice. I get, and I don't know if it's because you know at this time the Genesis was going uh, the more adult route, and you know the Super Nintendo they were trying to to maintain kind of that family image just for a little bit longer. It would it would <laughs> slip. It would slip not long after. I think about the time Mortal Kombat Two came out. Uh, you know they decided. You know we're not going to get anywhere like this. But I think this game uh, was one of the last games to really suffer uh, from that. I guess you'd say that that kind of censorship on the Super Nintendo.
1: Yeah, yeah, I could I could see that. And also, this one spends a majority of the entire game in uh, the time period of the Terminators. Mm-hmm. Like you're actually only in present day for just I think just a few stages in this one. And then the rest of the game, like I, I guess like 75 to 80 percent of the game is in the future. Um, it, it's just weird. It, it, it I, really put I, me off to the I, game.
2: Uh, I would have to assume that's just that was another choice, maybe to get out of shooting humans as much as possible. Probably, I could yeah I could you get see them that. to shooting those robots, but uh, you missed that great in uh, the Genesis version, they handled that, that time jump so well, uh, and without any cinematics in between. You know, I mean, it just happened, and you you knew that you were in a completely different setting, and it had just a, a tremendous feel to it. Where this is just, you know, even with a, a graphic, you know, uh, leading you in. I don't know this game. I didn't play this one through all the way. I got to you know once I went back and looked online, it looked like about the halfway point, and I just had to call it a day. It's not fun. I, it's not enjoyable. And it may be the last time you hear me say this, but I would definitely recommend the Genesis version.
1: It put me completely off to the Genesis version because I never rented it and I never played it until this podcast. And it really sucks because I would have loved the Genesis version as a kid like that would have blown me away. Mm-hmm. But the, the Super Nintendo version is just so clunky and slow and, and not great that I, I just didn't even want to waste my money on on the Genesis version.
0: I have to say the you know I, I didn't try the Super Nintendo one, but uh, there are very few Genesis games that I I can honestly say, man, I I, if I had this, I'd keep this in in my collection. I wouldn't get rid of it because it's something I can't play an, a similar version of a game on on the Super Nintendo to, to kind of match up with it or on another system. This is excellent. I have to say, Billy, excellent choice this time. Oh yeah, and, and you know what? This is this is two good games in a row. I don't know what we're going to do. Well, we better ruin that with our next game, but yeah, we you know. we we've,
2: we've got to let you pick the next one, I think. Well, it's kind of do a Do you have is there anything else from the Turbo Graphics? I'm going to be honest, <laughs> even before that question was
0: asked. This one is actually a listener request, but it is also one that I had on my list of of possibilities to introduce later. Uh next week we're going to go back to the Turbo Graphics, Billy, uh for Airzonk. <laughs> Airzonk, a, a game a later game that came out uh on the system, it takes the character of Bonk from Bonks, and Bonks, Bonks Adventure and Bonks Revenge, uh, and turns him into a uh, a flying robot. That that's uh, a totally different style of game. I think it's going to be very interesting. We haven't talked about a, a straight flying shooter since I think the first episode, so it'll be nice to uh, to get back to something like that as well. So Air Zonk is the next game we're going to cover.
2: That, that'll be all right. I mean, I think I've heard good things about it, but uh, but we'll see. But but I I was interested. You know, we're talking about the uh, I was talking about just the sheer rarity. Of this excellent Genesis version of a game, uh, it, and this didn't happen too often. I think even the the you know sternest Genesis fan has to admit that the Super Nintendo usually got the uh, got the the better end of things when it came to games. Uh, I, anything else come to mind that that the where the Genesis version was superior? I mean, I think the original Mortal Kombat
0: because it had the the party well, yeah. fatalities. Yeah.
1: You know, I don't think it was just because of the fatalities for that Mortal Kombat either. That one actually played like the arcade version. The Super Nintendo was actually missing out on a lot of combos. Um, It's actually uh, a a bit slower than the arcade version. So uh, the Super Nintendo version of Mortal Kombat was just not Mortal Kombat. It looked like it, minus the blood. But the the Genesis version, if you wanted the arcade version, that was the only one to go to. Mm
0: -hmm. What about like the Street Fighter Turbo uh 2 turbo that came out with the 6 button controller. I think at that point it was better on Genesis because of the controls, but I could be wrong on that as I'm terrible at Street Fighter.
1: That controller was awesome for for Street Fighter. Uh the game itself uh it, it always kind of looked and sounded better on Super Nintendo, but that 6 button controller was was the way to play Street Fighter if you had a you know if you had both both consoles.
2: And I, I always I always uh when it comes up and I, when I completely forget to mention this one. Uh, when talk of this this subject comes up, but Jurassic Park, I felt got a superior Genesis version. You yeah, Super Nintendo once again it, it, very similar. You know, Jurassic Park on the Genesis was kind of a, a you know a dark side scroller. Uh, Super Nintendo got a real cartoonish kind of top down game that I never was really even good at navigating. You know, in the Genesis you had your version. It looked better, sounded better. Uh, where you could play as Dr. Grant, or you could go in as a dinosaur and play through. And I always thought the Genesis t- got the better end of that one.
1: And you can decide for yourself, because both of those games have been reviewed uh, on the site, mm-hmm. both the Super Nintendo and the Genesis. So i uh, just going to put a plug in there. Uh, if you want to check out those two games, see which one you might like. Um, you can check out uh, those reviews on Retrovania.net or on YouTube.
0: Well, so that was covered, my plug
1: for this week. Hey, no, that's great.
0: Those are good plugs. Better than my normal ones where I forget what's on the site or the actual address. So well done there.
1: Few, I mean, the, the Genesis version of Flashback was much better than the Super NES. It, it ran much better, um, much faster than, than the Super Nintendo version. Um, just just some really weird ones here and there. The the Konami games, you know, I kind of mentioned it to you guys. I Occasionally you would get a Konami game on the Genesis that was better. Like, the Sunset Riders on Genesis, I think, is better than the Super Nintendo version. Um, but then there are other ones, like the, uh, the, uh, the, fighting, the Turtles fighting game. Literally a completely different game on the Genesis. And it was terrible. Well, I mean, it wasn't terrible, I guess, but it was nowhere near as good as the Super Nintendo game. I just always wanted to know what the hell was going on with Konami on the Genesis. It just seemed kind of strange.
0: Well, even their, like, Castlevania and Contra, the Genesis versions of both of those, were their yeah. own new games. They weren't supposed to be the same games or were on the other consoles, but they always felt and played a little differently than the, than the Super Nintendo or Nintendo counterparts. That's something I'd There's like to for- cover at some point in the future, is both of those, but, uh, you know, we'll get to those eventually. We have several thousand more games to get to first. Yeah. <laughs> so do we have a listener question for this week?
1: We do, and I think this is actually the first question that I'm going to spring on you guys sight unseen or, or mm. unheard. Mm. Um, this is definitely one of those questions that's just very off the top of your head. Unfortunately, I've, I can't do that because I've read it. I'm going to read it you, to you guys, um, but I will offer my own opinions. Uh, so let's see here. All right. Bradford Five O writes in with a very hypothetical question. Are you guys ready for this? I think. I I don't know. I'm holding on to my seat. (laughs) All right. All right. So you are on death row. This got really dark (laughs) really quick. You're on death row and your time is up. You've had your last meal and now the guard wheels in a TV and one game to play for the last two hours of your life. What is it?
2: Oh, I was hoping it was a game. I was hoping this question would go a game that you get to play through the duration Oh, uh, nope. World of War Two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, now, the I, two hours, I would have to go with Kid Icarus.
0: I have to say uh, I could probably finish the game in two hours. It's a game that I've probably played from start to finish a hundred times. I've bought it on every single system that has any version of it. Uh, and I would I would probably then regret that decision. But it's the game I would probably yeah. pick if given uh, no time and, and like this to pick a game.
1: We, we need to do a podcast on Kid Icarus, because you talk this game up all the time, and I've never played Kid Icarus. Are you, yeah, are you I've real? never played it either. Okay,
0: well, you know what? Airzank is next. After that, Kid Icarus. I'm calling it now. All right. Uh, episode after after Airzank will be Kid Icarus because I cannot believe that that both of you have not played this game before. It was a huge game.
1: I I remember seeing it. You know, back in the day, I never read it. I loved looking at the maps and stuff in the the player's guide, uh, but never never played it. Wow, this is unheard
0: of. But anyway. Billy, what game would you pick?
2: You know, it's tough because do do you go with something? I mean, it's finishing the game like necessary. Do you go with something you can finish in two hours, or just something you enjoy? Uh, I would have to say I would have to go for my my standby that link to the past because I think the two hour mark it gets you through uh, the you know the first kind of quarter of the game where it splits off into the you know the eight you get the three dungeons and then you go you have that kind of mini boss fight. And that's about the time it splits into the 8 and the game starts to become more of a chore. So, I mean, that's probably a good point to cut it off.
0: <sighs> that would be the worst thing to die, knowing that I just played The Adventures of Link.
2: <laughs> I hate that game. I did finish it to start the, Wait I a minute. finish what? it, but I hate that game. Did what? I say Adventures of Link? You said Zelda 2, right? No, I thought I said Link to the past.
0: I'm an idiot. Never mind.
2: That's oh, I was, right. about to, I was about to say, are you saying the Super
0: Nintendo version is terrible? No, no, the Super Nintendo version is wonderful. I, I don't know why I heard the Adventures of Link. Uh, probably because I am staring at a, a wall of video games. And, and <laughs> I saw that one when you were talking about it, and I thought that's what you meant. And I thought oh, that, oh, that would be the worst oh possible no. thing
2: to play before I died. I would, well, you, you did you, actually
1: beat it. So, I mean, you've, it's, you probably got like PTSD at this oh, point. For game. Well, I
2: think if, if you played Adventures of Link, you'd at least be ready to go. Right, you when know the time what? Comes. I don't need two hours. I'm good to go right now. Five like, minutes. How about, I know I've got another hour, but how about we just get down to this? So <laughs> no, I think I think tabs. it's it's you know two hours on Link to the Past. Uh, it's it's yeah, in that first part of the game. It's it's relaxing to play through. Uh, yeah, I think that would be fine. Uh, and fortunately, you know, if you wouldn't be able to regret it for long, anyway, no matter what you picked. So yeah, I'd have to go with those, but but Jeremy, you've had time to to mull this one over. I, you know, for me, I guess it would
1: be like what would comfort me the most. I, you know, if I knew I was going about to, you know, get fried in a couple hours, you know, what game would I go with? Uh, I, I think I'd probably go with uh, Symphony of the Night.
2: Okay. I, I
1: think that is uh, one of my. I, I would almost say that's my favorite game of all time. Like that is such an amazing game. Um, and that's just one of those games every time I sit down to play it, I'm just like, that. you know, I, I feel good about this. You know, I want to play this all the way through. It's just it's such a great game. Like the music, just the way it plays, just everything about it. And and the only thing that would suck is, you know, you, you'd only scratch the surface in two hours with that game because it's, you know, it takes a long time to beat. But um, just I, I guess just that game by itself would be enough for me to be like, all right, you know, I, I remember some some good times, you know, I'm, I'm good to go, I guess. And uh, I think that would be the one for me.
0: I oh mean, if I could have if I could have thought about this longer and if it was more than two hours, <laughs> if I could force everybody that's there to watch me play through a game, it would have to be deadly premonition. Well, <laughs> better than watching everyone play. Then they'll be like, "Of course, this guy's insane. Why would he? What? Well, of course, he's insane. Look at him. Look what he's playing." Well,
1: then you could get off death row because they could actually, you know, say that you're insane. They can't put you to death if you're insane. Show
0: them those terrible race sections. They always think I've lost my mind. <laughs> I
2: love oh, that game. Man. So, if you yeah. have
0: other questions for us about what we do before we die or anything else, uh, please send them to us at retrovania.net at Gmail. I believe that's our email account. Uh, we're also on retrovania.net uh, net the website and on twitter and facebook at retrovania net and until next time when we play air zonk please check those out for new articles i believe i might even have one up someday if i stop rewriting it oh maybe maybe
1: i, I hear you're working on something
0: a lot of rewriting i don't know how many times you you read through your videos because they sound very good but uh yeah. but i've probably read through read through what i've written about 22 times and i've decided that i sound like an idiot and i have to scrap it and rewrite most of it
2: and I, have, I, have, I have a few written pieces coming along, including one that uh, that got lost in the shuffle and I should have turned in in June of 2015. But, it, <laughs> but the good thing about writing about old games is you can pretty much do it at any point in time. Uh, but before we go, I, th- I have to mention over on iTunes, we've got a, a couple of new reviews in, a couple of five-star reviews, uh, Bonus Mouse, and I hope I'm saying this correctly, ATC Gimp. <laughs> endless apologies if that's not how it's meant to be said uh i'm pretty yeah, sure that's both, right because i think both, i knew who that is yeah both had very good things to say uh very positive comments and we we appreciate it you yeah, we love hearing from everybody whether it's an itunes review uh youtube comments pretty much anything at all uh feel free anytime to get up with us just a piece of paper wrapped around a brick
0: thrown through my window. Also appreciated, if, as long as it's yes. a positive note. I just want a positive <laughs> note in that. Uh, so uh, definitely check out, uh, you know, give us a rating on iTunes. It's always helpful to get more people to find the show. Uh, and, uh, hey, until then, check us on Net, like I said earlier. And we'll see you next time with Air Zonk for the TurboGrafx-16. I was very happy to play this I was uh, it, It's one of those things I didn't think I would be interested That I watched a short video of it And I was like Okay we're in We'll do this This looks great um, Hold on I actually had a point And I forgot what it was completely I'm awesome <laughs> <laughs> Damn
1: it 1230 Start saving line. some of these, these B-rolls So I, we can I, I, re- like a- I
0: really should Go back and rename all these When I edit them So I don't lose all these Wonderful clips We might be able to
2: compile these Into just one episode so at the end of
0: every episode, after all the music fades, we let it go 10 seconds, then play all the outtakes.
2: I like it when, people, when they do that on, uh, several podcasts do that. You know, most episodes, we wouldn't have a thing to put at the end, though, because uh, it's always perfect.